This is Harm City Daily, your realest source for all the DMV's craziest and most violent local news stories. Thanks for tuning in. Ernest Wilson, age 24, was shot to death early Saturday in Baltimore's Federal Hill neighborhood. He threw a party at an Airbnb on the 1100 block of South Charles Street. Live stream footage of that night start with Wilson telling people to reach out about the party. At one point, someone in his chat asked him for the address, to which he replied to the camera, If you want to know where it is, inbox me. I'm not putting the location in public. It's a private event. Before people arrived, he can be seen organizing his party favors while scrolling up a fronto leaf. Yo, come down here with your own leaves. I'm not ripped. Niggas cannot get a piece of my fronto. You can't buy a leaf from me, nothing. Hit the gas station, get your shit before you get here. Bitch, no, he can't fucking come. What the fuck? What the fuck? I could see if it was a nigga I knew. She trying to write a nigga I don't fucking know. What the fuck? Throughout the video, what appears to be a few ounces of designer cannabis, THC concentrates, and a bag of psilocybin mushrooms can be seen. You just can't advertise stuff like this online. Not in this city. Everybody watching is not your friend. He apparently knew that though, because he's on live responding to several people saying no, they can't come. You're not invited, you're not pulling up on me. The person who just joined. If you're still watching, you're not invited. Because you don't fucking listen, I'm gonna bang you in your mouth next time. It wasn't my event, so I didn't. This one is, and I will. So to avoid that, you're not invited. And I dare you come on here like, boy, fuck you. I dare you. It only takes one person to give out your address to someone who might have bad intentions. And being as though Wilson never released his address online, that's likely what happened. The party was relatively small. Music was playing, everyone appeared to be in good spirits. A short time after, one of his Facebook posts said that around $200 accidentally spilled out of his pocket and he just let everyone pick it up and keep it. Watching his videos, he seemed like a good-natured person who just wanted to have fun with his friends. At 2.32, Wilson streamed again, saying the group decided to play hide-and-seek inside with the lights off. He walked outside to his front porch to count to 30 in the dark. I gotta count out here, stupid. Go the other way. I'm coming to look for you first, bro. 13. I can hear y'all. 14. 15, I see y'all, 16, 17, don't walk this way, cause you gonna get caught, 18, 19, thank you, go the other way, you making it too easy, <laughs> 20, <laughs> 21, 22, 23, <laughs> 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, cause I'm tired of fucking counting. Ready or not, here I come. Lock the door so niggas don't hit the oatmeal door. He then can be seen walking through the house, finding people and then counting them out. Shortly after that, someone can be heard jiggling the front doorknob, trying to gain access to the house. Ah, the front door locked, dumbass! I'm on your ass. He laughed, assuming that was one of his friends, but you really have to wonder if that was the case, since he was just out there counting and no one came out behind him. 
He continued searching the house when he walked outside into the backyard and found three more people. Ernest saw what he believed to be one of his friends hiding on the other side of his fence. Who the fuck is that, he asked, but no one seemed to know. Who the fuck is that, G? I don't know. Get your, okay, get your dumb ass on the other side of this gate. At this point, a man can be seen climbing the fence to gain entry to the property. Who the fuck? Dumbass nigga. This can't be one of my friends. Once the live stream abruptly ends, Wilson's friends say he darted back into the home. Wilson ran back into the dark house, and the intruder was quickly behind him. Once the intruder caught up with him, he demanded that Wilson give him money. There was a lot of yelling and commotion. Give me the money. Where is it? Give me the money, he kept saying. Wilson refused to comply. Bullets flew, his friend said. The lights were off. It was just pandemonium, recalled Monroe, age 24, who was hiding in the home's upstairs bedroom. No one knew what to do, she continued. Then around 2.44 a.m., Detectives found Ernest suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. He was taken to an area hospital where he later died. Police are investigating this incident. This one is courtesy of the Baltimore Sun. Social distancing may be helpful in slowing the spread of a virus, but it doesn't do a thing in terms of gang violence because six feet is still considered a very short range when aiming a handgun. That may be the lesson coming out of Charm City as the pandemic grinds on. Private businesses and schools may be shut down, but the gang banging is still very much active, and every day people are murdering each other without regard. The body count in Baltimore from gang warfare is still leaving the coronavirus in the dust. Since March 23rd, the city has seen 11 killings in 12 days, with at least 18 more people shot and wounded. Amazingly, following the declared state of emergency, Baltimore didn't record a single murder for five straight days. Wow. I'm fairly sure that's a record for the city going back quite a few years. Sadly, once that break was over, the situation returned to what passes for normal in Charm City, and there was an average of one killing per day for the rest of the month. Even with the five-day break, that still leaves us another year, somewhere in the range of 350 murders. Baltimore Police Commissioner Harrison released a statement after a video shows an on-duty officer being yelled at and surrounded by young men while sitting in his patrol car. Harrison says he commends the officer for showing restraint. He said officers were out trying to educate and enforce Governor Hogan's stay-at-home order. This one is courtesy of the Times-Herald. A Maryland woman was arrested with 100 pounds of high-grade cannabis.
Caleb, that's at least 24 of Edgewater, Maryland. Place is validly charged. <laughs> Kayla Messinese, 24 of Edgewater, Maryland, faces felony charges of possession with intent to deliver. The fuck? What is intent to deliver? Never heard of that a day in my life. Detectives located her vehicle and followed it to a location in the 500 block of South Goddard Boulevard, where she met with two others to complete the transaction. Messinese was arrested with three large duffel bags, each stuffed with vacuum-sealed containers of marijuana, a street value of around $200,000. This investigation determined that she was using the pandemic as an opportunity to traffic large amounts of marijuana. She was unable to post bail and was remanded to the Montgomery County Correctional Facility. This one's courtesy of WJZ. Anne Arundel police are looking for a male suspect who cut a hole in the roof of Solil Pharmacy in Glen Burnie, Maryland and made off with over 3,000 Oxycontin pills. Police are investigating this incident. This one's courtesy of WMAR2 News. A Hagerstown man is accused of purposefully coughing on a sheriff's deputy after testing positive for the coronavirus. It happened in the emergency room at Meredith Medical Center. Michael Polani Smith, age 32, became combative with staff once he was asked to wear a protective bandana. The Washington County Sheriff's Department says a deputy at the hospital went to assist when Smith allegedly yelled that he didn't care if he infected others because no one cares about him. During the struggle, Smith reportedly pulled the bandana down and forcefully coughed several times in the direction of the deputy and a security guard. On Wednesday, Smith was served a warrant charging him with one count of threat of mass violence and two counts of first-degree assault. He was also given a criminal summons for two counts of second-degree assault. Smith is currently being held without bail at the Washington County Detention Center. Gotta say, it's pretty crazy that Disorderly coughing, or whatever it's called, will give you a threat of mass violence or a handful of assault charges. 2020 is really shaping up. WBFF. On Monday at 8.36 p.m., police responded to the 8400 block of Greenway Road near Lock Raven Boulevard for an armed robbery. The initial investigation revealed that three suspects, armed with a weapon, robbed the victim of his money and belongings. The suspects also tried to steal the victim's vehicle, but they were unable to drive it. Detectives arrested 18-year-old Elijah Critchlow. He's being charged with armed robbery, armed carjacking, and various other charges. Police are still searching for the remaining two suspects. One is described as a black male who is about six foot two. The other person is described as a white male who is about five foot ten. Both are believed to be between 18 and 25 years old and were seen wearing dark colored clothing. Police are investigating this incident. This is Harm City Daily signing off. And well, crime may not be getting any better. At least people are respecting Governor Hogan's stay at home order. Let me open up this window and get some fresh air. We from bottom up, Nick. We from bottom up.